0: This is a PowerWorks podcast short with Glenn Power and me, James Pikeway. It's starting to get warm and people are starting to travel and what? how are you going to store your vehicle? What are you going to do with your vehicle so that if you're not driving it for a few weeks or a month, there's a great possibility that people are going to be doing that. We're where it's a rather warm, but in any, any context, making sure that when you get back from wherever you've been, that... You've got a functioning vehicle because the last thing you want is you get back and you fire that thing up and, oh, got to head to the garage and it's going to cost me a few thousand of somethings to get it fixed now because of my own stupidity. Yeah, the problem becomes that, you know,
1: even a battery is the best part of a thousand dirhams potentially depending yeah. on the car you want. So the, the inconvenience of it not starting is one thing. But the fact that you've got to buy a battery. I mean, if it, if you're parking your
0: car for any length of time, it makes no difference. Winter, spring, autumn, yeah. summer, it makes no difference. I used to take the battery out of my vehicle. I don't know if there was any benefit to doing that. I'd bring it in the house. I put it, you know, put it on some wood, put it in a closet or wherever I'd keep it. I, you know, honestly, I stopped doing that because I was still only getting 12 to 16 yeah, yeah. months worth of life out of the battery. So it was yeah. like, what am I doing this for? Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that the heat.
1: It just doesn't the batteries just don't like heat. Yeah. Electrical circuits don't like extremes of temperature at the best of times, but heat's heat's a real bad one and especially when you've got liquid batteries. So mm. liquid the liquid gets hot, you can expand, it's allowed to evaporate and boil off. So leaving it in the heat isn't great. And also the fact is if the car's sat not moving, there's a lot of factors then when it actually comes to starting that car after Some people are away for six weeks, seven weeks. Um, The engine has, all of the oil is drained into the bottom of it. So the top end of the engine has very, very little oil left on it. And
0: when you go to start that car, it's going to be. Should you just do a couple of cold cranks just before you just, you know, just to. The the damage is is
1: done, really. It's already done. You know, and the problem is there with doing that. A lot of cars these days have, have timing chains, and those timing chains are tensioned by a tensioner that is tensioned
0: mm. through oil pressure. Oh. So the cranking is when the damage is done. You hear some of those people who've been away for six, seven weeks, and they crank the car, and it's clack, 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 yeah, and then rattle. And, yeah, for, for, you know, a, a few, for five, yeah, seven yeah. seconds, and then the oil starts to circulate, and yeah. water starts going through. I, I think I was in my own vehicle the other day, and it was one of the first times I've actually heard water yeah. The liquids start to go through, around. and I'd, I'd yeah. never heard that before. It was just the perfect situation. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa. You just have had a little bit of air in
1: there that's just yeah. fiddled through. And it, these things are the same. So the, the oil issue in the engine is the same as the issue with the AC. Mm. You still have the same issue in the AC, and the, the AC compressor then kicks in, and the oil hasn't circulated in there for six weeks, and the yeah. compressor starts to wear itself out. There's only so many times you can do that. And the added issue of the excessive heat that you're going to have, it's still, you know, people can go away for six, seven weeks of the summer, but they still come back in August and it's still 45 degrees outside. Yeah. So it's still a hot drive. The first drive it has, I'm trying to do that with an engine that's just wearing itself out with, with, with AC that's not really working properly with tires that have got flat spots because it's been sat. So, you know, before you know it, you're driving down the road with an AC not working, <laughs> shaking to pieces because the tires are all out of shape and, the uh, Engine's noisy. Yeah. And that's worst case scenario. And there are things you can do. So we always tell people, just add an extra couple of PSI or, you know, to point two or 3 bar on to your tire pressures just to give mm-hmm. them that extra bit to hold their shape a little bit. And if you can, have somebody that will drive the car for you twice a week, even if they're just doing four or five kilometers, yeah. just drive it around, get the AC running, make sure that's all okay. Washing the car, just mm. something as simple as washing the car while you're away to make sure that there's no dust staying and sticking to the seals on the body and the plastics, the plastics suffer in the sun as it is, but right. then the dust and then, you know, you go and wash it off and it scratches all the paint and it scratches right. the, and really wears into the protective outer layer of only the rubber and the plastic. So just these little things can help, but the batteries is a big one because of the temperature and mm. the fact is, there's a lot that could have kept the car, especially in a more modern car, awake. Shall we say, yeah. if you've got air suspension or hydraulic oh, suspension, I forgot all about those. Yeah, these things can start to sag and settle now, which isn't necessarily a massive problem. But as an example, when we had cars in the showroom that had air suspension, we had to put them in showroom mode. Now, showroom mode would put them on a higher setting, and it would lock everything, mm. so it couldn't. The, the valves would shut, and the air couldn't go back. Wow. Now that is good because it means that a customer can't go around playing with the buttons and, and <laughs> lift the car up and down and get the kids' arms stuck in the wheel arch yeah. or get themselves yeah. trapped in it. But also it means that it shouldn't go down. Yeah. Um if the suspension's been sat gradually leaking and it, it could have been like this for A year, two years, who knows? But you just don't notice Mm -hmm. it because you're driving the car every day, and it's inflating itself, and it's keeping it up. It could be that it's a valve block itself leaking, so there's not an
0: external leak, so it's not a problem to reinflate. Which is the other thing you find you start to see when you come back from being away is all these little things that were just you know a little bit here, a little bit there. Suddenly, it's a big thing. But yeah, invisible. The the issue with the air suspension leaking is invariably
1: it's rubber, right? And. If that's sat down on its lowest setting, the rubber oh, will be perishing and cracking, yeah. and it doesn't want to be there. Right. So then you start it up, and it tries to inflate itself quickly, and before you know it, that's a burst <laughs> air spring. So th- there are there are lots of things. If you've got an air suspension vehicle and you're taking, you're going away, it's even more valuable to you to get someone to drive the car. Mm. In the owner's handbook, each manufacturer will have their own advice. Some will tell you to lift it up and lock it. Some will tell you to lower it down and lock it. Some will tell you nothing at all about it. Some cars have air suspension that isn't adjustable by the driver. So wow, yeah. you might just have rear air suspension that's just there. You know, I'm thinking BMW yeah. X5. Okay. that That is an example. But getting someone to go and drive your car is a way to do it. If, if you can get somebody to that's take your car out to, two times a week, five, ten kilometres a time, it's nothing. Just drive the car. Start it out. Even turn if on the AC. Literally just get someone to pick your car up on a Monday and take it to the car wash. And yeah. then nip back around on a Thursday and just check that it's okay and just drive it around the block. You know. Go get a pizza. Plus if there's anyone scoping your house out, they think you're still there because you yeah. see the car moving every day. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, that's a <laughs> So, you know. Thing. I mean, this it's better than uh, leaving a light on a time switch on the inside. Yeah. So, I think that, that those basic little things that everybody can do, <laughs> there's there's a lot to be said for servicing it. There's a lot to be said for taking it. And I mean, just the oil and filter change before you leave so that that oil that's in there is as viscous and as oily as it can be so that mm. it, it's got every chance it can of clinging to the top of the engine yeah. rather than just dropping down into the into the sump. Also means you can get as much of that carbon out so the carbon doesn't have time to, to deposit and, and really set rock hard yeah. on, on some of the, certainly in the top end of the engine. Those sort of things are, worth thinking about AC service as well before you were to go wouldn't would be a bad idea get some fresh oil and make sure you've got the right amount of gas in there just little things like that but there's nothing you're going to be able to do with your battery if you've got a trickle charger okay you could you could disconnect it from the car leave it on a trickle charge you could you know that you can leave it charging but if it's going to be killed by the heat it's going to be killed by the heat right. you know you we all know we've all been there you get yeah. into the shop no problem <laughs> get out go in you buy a couple of bottles of water and a bag of nuts you come back out it won't start
0: that's why everyone backs their car in here at all the the the, the parking spots because they've they've been burned by having to yeah, push yeah. the car out i'm convinced that's the only reason Well, I everybody's, might jump everybody's been there yeah you know you
1: don't know and and that there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, there's it's nothing. amazing
0: how the battery will just die. Yeah. It, well, look. It's either it,
1: a lot of times now when modern cars the dashboards are lit by LEDs, which will take five or six volts. So people get in the car and say, well, "It can't the battery, because all the lights have come on." Yeah. So only need six volts for that. The, the the engine to start with a starter motor it needs fully twelve volts. Yeah. And if you were to, we do drop tests on batteries, and we. Where we where we load them up to see how the how they survive that basically and what the voltage drops to. When when you start an engine, it, it can take forty to sixty amps. Wow, that's it's huge. a lot of power. That that's yeah. going to hurt you. And a battery will hold about twelve point six volts when it's brand new and in perfect working order. But you you know just with a voltage meter across that, you'll see it drop to nine and a half or ten volts. While it's trying to start. So if the battery is less than twelve volts, you're really going to struggle to start it on a modern car, especially if it, you know, especially if you're talking about a battery that's in the back of the car. Right. Those thick power cables and ground cables go the full length of the car. So you're losing, you're losing electricity all the way. Yeah, you're losing power all that way. So it's very, very important that people understand. There's not much you can do unless you're going to leave it on a trickle charge. But if the battery's going to die, it's going to die. You know, you can. You can keep your battery at the ambu- at the perfect temperature and charge it every day, and use the car correct every day, and this, this, and this. But the battery will eventually fail. Yeah. So just hopefully it doesn't fail when you get home, and yeah, so need it the next morning. Doing what you can to get someone to drive it every day, because then if they go around on the Thursday, you're <laughs> back on the Saturday. At least they've got the Thursday, Friday to sort the battery for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So that that's the way I would do it. We have a few customers that that will ask us to to do it for them and, and we do do that for them we sometimes just drop the car to the airport in the car park before they arrive back just so they haven't got to get a taxi because those taxi queues are mental yeah. at the airport always but obviously it doesn't have to be something that you pay for you pay for it in goodwill with a friend if you want but certainly getting these things done will save you that hassle when you get back and you've got school fees to pay of not having to pay Two, three, four k to get your car up and running again. After all, you did was park it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good advice. Very good advice. And uh, one one other thing, covering if you've got it just in a carport, you you recommend that? You see lots of car covers out there. I see a lot of people just parked on the side of the road these days with car covers.
1: Yeah, I mean those car covers are always worth worth buying. I mean you can they're not expensive either. No, them. I mean we get the we get the ones that are fleece lined and they're yeah. quite thick with the waterproof outer. And, you know, for most cars, you could probably get them for a 1,000 dirhams for yeah. one, and, and it'll save you a lot of hassle. The problem is the thick, they're really heavy and they're, they're bulky, so you've got to have somewhere yeah. to store it in between. But if you can keep it out of the sun, then do. If you are going to leave it covered, then great, that's yeah. fine. Just make sure that if somebody, if you are putting a cover on it and somebody is going to come and use it, that, you know, when they take the cover off, they're not putting it down on the... yeah way around and then getting dust and dirt <laughs> all over it and then putting it back on and scratching the car. Yeah. They never... And and one other thing with covers is keep the cover clean as though it's your car mm. because nobody wants to take a cover off when it's dusty and that's what happens because the covers get dusty. People just think, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that back on. I'm like, ditched. Yeah. So I'll just leave it. So then you end up with a cover that you don't use, just getting dusty and being home for redbacks in the corner of the garage. You might as well just have it not covered it up. Yeah. So, if you're going to have a cover on it, wash the cover once it's on it, keep the cover clean, blow it, dust it, wash it, wipe it, whatever you want to do to it before you take it off, so that it stays clean and then they are worth having. They'll, they'll, they'll save you a lot of trouble with plastics and seals.